Before we start, I just want to let everybody know that this podcast is brought to you by rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com and you will find all the best parts available for your car or truck. And when it's all done and you have surveyed through rockauto.com and they ask, hey, how did you hear about us? Write in a lockdown podcast so they know that we sent you. What is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked on Tigers. I'm your host, Chris Castellani. It is Tuesday, October 20th, 2020. Thank you very much for tuning in. The official day for day one of the World Series, and I'll be spending a majority of this show, mainly the second segment, previewing and talking about that series, tonight's game, who I think is going to win tonight, who I think is going to win this whole series. But first things first, just a little bit of news out of Detroit Tigers camp. The Tigers have started some instructional league games. They played yesterday against the Toronto Blue Jays. Not a whole lot of news. I mean, what's weird is there's not a whole lot of footage that comes out of this stuff, and there hasn't been for a while. It's what made this season, I mean, there's a million things that made this season so annoying and so frustrating, but one of the big ones was that in 2019, when the Tigers were, shocker, awful, you would get these little glimpses where you'd get video footage of, of Matt Manning or you know footage of Casey Mize or Tarek Skubal really dealing down in the minor leagues. It's like when you're really looking forward to a movie and you get like behind-the-scenes footage or a teaser trailer of what the movie might look like and you just get blown away. You didn't have that this year. Uh, this there, Toledo was this huge mystery box. We have no idea whether or not Spencer Torkelson hit 800 in Toledo or Spencer Torkelson hit 100 down in Toledo this year. It was a huge mystery. All you'd ever hear was every so often Avila would come out and say, yeah, the guy looks good. But, I, you know, even that, you, you got to take that with a grain of salt. He's not going to come out and say, yeah, you know what, Spencer Torkelson looks terrible. I regret drafting him. But a, a little bit of news, I, it came on on my end, it came from Evan Petzold of the Detroit Free Press. Uh, this was his first year on the Tigers beat. Thought did uh, a really good job. I like him a lot. I, I know very often people get upset with things that members of the media say. I used to be like that. I'm not really like that anymore. I, I just think it's kind of silly. And ultimately, like now is a perfect time for everyone to pile on the media because the teams are terrible. If the Tigers were finishing 95 and 67 every year, I don't think there'd be that many complaints about the local media here. But people like to find stuff to complain about. I thought Petzl did a really good job his first year on the Tigers beat reported yesterday. Spencer Torkelson went deep in the instructional league game. Uh, Riley, he drove in Riley Green. Hopefully, that will be something we'll be seeing here in Detroit very often over the next several seasons. So far, and like I said, it's been kind of a mystery box. We haven't gotten a ton of word about what how, how these guys have actually looked during Toledo during the regular season, but we're starting to get some glimpses of how these guys look so far now that they're playing instructional league games down in Florida. Based on what I've heard and really the limited amount of action I've seen dating back to summer camp, uh, par for the course from what we've seen from Torkelson or Green so far. These guys, you know, they still need to make adjustments, as all these guys do after they get drafted, but they they seem like they're ahead of schedule or at the very least, you know, on schedule with how they're performing so far down in the minor leagues. And I think especially these instructional league games, are telling because somebody pointed this out and I can't believe I didn't notice it before but you really have to take everything that happens in the summer league games with you know a lot of skepticism because as we've seen over the last four years every team looks good when facing the Tigers like CJ Crone was going off in summer camp and it's like yeah that was cool CJ Crone's you know professional hitter 
He's also facing off against Tigers pitching, so I think we're going to find out a little bit more about these guys' makeup now that they are playing in instructional league games against uh, other organizations, other opponents. Look, when the Tigers drafted Spencer Torkelson, even before the Tigers drafted Spencer Torkelson, I felt like this is a guy who has the potential to be face of the franchise, perennial all-star you know, type of player. I've seen nothing so far that deters me from having that belief. I think the guy's going to be a stud here. I I think one thing that's cool about him as well, and one thing that this organization has actually lacked in the past is a really strong mental makeup. You know, the guy's that, that, you know, West Coast guy, seems like a very laid back dude. But you saw even yesterday in a post-game interview, him talking about now, uh, things that are a lot bigger than baseball. It wasn't getting political, even though in this day and age everyone seems to. But he was just talking about how the perspective. And even said something, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, like, you know, my coach told me that when I pass away, my tombstone is not going to say great baseball player. It's going to say great person, wonderful guy. And like, wow, for a guy that young, that's pretty incredible perspective by Spencer Torkelson. And that stuff, you know, it, that's kind of a puff piece type of thing to point out, hey, Spencer Torkelson's got great mental makeup. But I do think it is important because it's something that big prospects here have lacked over the last decade, really. I mean, you think back to some of the guys that this organization believed were going to be key pieces of this organization. Your Steven Moyes, your Hernan Perez's, your Tyler Collins, your Bruce Rondones of the world. Those were guys who completely flamed out at the major league level. And look, sometimes highly touted prospects, especially in a farm system that for so long was as thin as the Tigers, some guys aren't going to pan out. I get that. I understand that. But the way they did in such spectacular fashion was really ugly. You know, do you think back to Tyler Collins giving the middle finger to the the Comerica Park crowd in 2016, which I still think is something a lot of people kind of blew out of proportion. Yes, it was remarkably stupid and he needs to have a better mental makeup than that. But if the guy would have been hitting bombs, no one would have complained about it. The thing is he never developed. He never developed much as a defender, didn't develop much as a hitter. He's currently out of baseball, at least out of Major League Baseball. And of course, Bruce Rondon, my least favorite Tiger of all time, a guy with an electric fastball who was sent home in 2015 because of effort level. I still think somewhere in Bruce Rondon was probably, if not an elite closer, at least a serviceable Major League reliever, never developed. And I think a big reason for that was his own mental makeup. It was weak. This was a guy who, you know, lashed out against the fan base, lashed out against his own teammates, and nowhere to be seen in Major League Baseball currently in 2020. I think you have these prospects in Green, in Torkelson, and Mize, and Manning, who have said all the right things, who have done all the right things, and look, will they all develop into stars? They won't. And we need to accept that, by the way, as a fan base. Like, I am so excited for these guys, but even if this organization developed talent as well as anyone, some of these guys just aren't going to turn out to be very good major league players. I don't know who it's going to be. I have my own theories on on who it'll be, and I'll, I'll discuss that at points during this offseason. But at this point in their careers, when they're coming up through the farm system, the mental game is every bit as important as physical gifts. And I like what I've seen out of these guys. They've answered all the right questions. They've stayed out of trouble, and, and it sets us up, hopefully, for what will be a, a fairly exciting future here. That Look, the Tigers, in fairness to them, and I still will continue to have serious doubts about their player development. I'm going to have serious doubts about uh, their drafting capabilities outside of those those top five picks that they've had, those kind of surefire guys that they've had. I mean, the reason they've tanked is, be- is partially because they don't have faith in their own ability to develop talent outside of those surefire Torkelsons and Greens and Mises of the world. 
So I'm going to continue to have serious doubts, but I still do believe, even if they are terrible at developing players, which we've kind of seen over the last 20 years here, they kind of are, at least one of these guys is going to be a star. Like, just based on the laws of probability, you don't have five consecutive years drafting in the top five, which is what the Tigers are about to have, without developing a single star player. Like, I do still think in, in that aspect, there's there's at least one or two stars here. Will they be able to develop around them? Will they be able to sign the players they need to sign to field a, a good or competitive team? That's to be determined. So that was actually a longer first segment than I expected it to be. When I come back, I'm going to preview tonight. Game one of the World Series between the Dodgers and the Rays. We'll be right back. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And we're back. Thank you very much for tuning in today. The Fall Classic has arrived, one of the most wonderful times of the year and what's been a very tumultuous, frustrating season. Look, the closer this thing gets to coming to an end, and once it does inevitably, and I'm going to do a whole recap about this season, you know, have my thoughts changed. I was pretty down about baseball and have been down about baseball, but for the time being, I'm going to ignore that stuff and just focus on the fact that we have the World Series starting tonight, and I'll be honest with you, I think it's a great World Series matchup. I think it's a wonderful matchup. In Game 1 tonight, setting the tone, you have a pitch matchup between Tyler Glass now and Clayton Kershaw. Look, about a week ago, I came on here and I was pretty critical of Tyler Glass now. And it's one of those things where it's not actually me being critical of Tyler Glass now. I think Tyler Glass now is an incredible talent. I think at some point in his career, given the stuff that he has, he'll develop into a, you know, possibly even a perennial all-star kind of pitcher. I think he's that talented. I don't get the fanfare. I don't get the obsession. Jared Carabas, who I I love and adore and admire, that guy's been very nice to me, and I I like what he does with the starting nine. Him and Dallas Braden, the streams they've been doing during the playoff games, have been insightful and really, really funny, but he loves Tyler Glass now and acts like Tyler Glass now is just this unbelievable can't-miss talent. I don't see that yet. I see an inc- a guy with an incredible upside, but but if I'm going to read off Tyler Glasnow's signature moments, uh, I don't know where to start. He hasn't really had one. Maybe he'll have one tonight. Game one of the World Series against Clayton Kershaw. It's postseason Kershaw. He's had one great start this postseason. He's had one okay start, and he's had one bad start. Like exactly par for the course in terms of what we've seen out of Clayton Kershaw in the postseason throughout his entire career. You know, one weird thing about this World Series, I mean, there's many weird things about this World Series, is that this is the first series 
that these teams have played that hasn't been played straight through. You know, you had the wild card round, no days off, no days off in the in the DS, at least no days off as the series was going on. You got a few off after the series was over. But the Dodgers just played seven games in seven days and only got one day off. Now, on the other end, the Rays did the same thing and only got two days off. I think we might see these teams come out a little bit winded, especially the Dodgers. I mean, that was a hard-fought series that they had to come back and win. But with that said, Clayton Kershaw pitching on full rest. Tyler Glass now pitching on full rest. I think these are going to be some low-scoring games. You know, the, the Rays are going to try to do what the Rays do. They're going to try to play chess. They're going to use that bullpen effectively. Kevin Cash does a great job. What I worry about is that the Rays so far this postseason have won games playing Tampa Bay Rays baseball, which is that they, you know, they go to their bullpen early. They still have some pretty good starting pitching. I mean, Glasnow, Snell, and Morton have been pretty darn good for them. Morton's been incredible. I mean, he was awesome in Game 7 the other night. You know, they're going to try to play their game every time they've gotten into a slugfest, whether it be in some of the games against Houston or some of the games against New York, they've fallen short. And as good as that team is, and while I've brought up that that lineup does remind me of the 2015 Royals in that no one really scares you individually, though a Rosarena is kind of changing that, uh, there's no automatic out. That Dodgers offense has in this series at some point an 8-9-10 run game in them. They're too talented not to. We saw them wake up against a Braves pitching staff that was absolutely rolling. I think the Dodgers in this series are going to have a few of those games, and it's going to be interesting to see how the Rays counter with their pitching staff and with their offense. Maybe this offense is better than I give it credit for. Maybe this is an offense capable of, of popping off for eight runs in a game. I, I, I have doubts. I think they are carried by that pitching staff and by the, the great decisions made by their manager pulling all the right strings. I know it was critical of his decision to pull Morton, but ultimately it paid off. They ended up winning the game and Morton was brilliant. This is such an intriguing World Series. And even though this season has been so frustrating, I think this is a wonderful World Series matchup. You have the Goliaths and the Dodgers. I know they haven't won a World Series in a long time, but let's not kid ourselves. They're Goliaths here. I mean, this is one of the biggest juggernauts in baseball going up against a young team that, while yes, finished with the best record in the American League, I still view as the proverbial underdogs of baseball. I think they're a wonderful story. Now, who do I think will win? That is the ultimate question that I'm yet to answer. Look, I'll say for game one, and I am very skeptical about this prediction, take it with a grain of salt, I'm going to go with the Dodgers. Clayton Kershaw has not been straight-up terrible in October. And it's what's made him so frustrating. Like, if he was a Jake Peavy, or, and believe it or not, a James Shields, kind of in the latter part of his career when he was pitching in October, that big game James moniker was ridiculous. David Price was like that for a long time. If he was one of those guys who was just straight-up bad all the time, you know, I'd probably pick the Rays to win this game. But what makes him so frustrating is you'll see him have a start like he had against the Brewers. You'll see him have a start like he had in Game 1 of the 2017 World Series where he's just brilliant, where he has double-digit strikeouts and only allows one or zero runs. He's had one great start, one okay start, one bad start. I think the pendulum swings back around. I think Clayton Kershaw deals in Game 1. I think he pitches well. I think that Dodgers offense, it's where actually a day off, it's where actually I think only having a day off kind of benefits them is that they get to keep rolling. They didn't have the time to think about it. I know the Tigers suffered from that in two different World Series. You know, they swept the ALCS, had a long layoff, came back rusty. I think they're going to keep rolling. I think they win game one tonight. I've been critical 
of the Dodgers. I've criticized them for their inability to win the big one, but their performance in the NLCS really proved something to me. They have the most talented team. I think when it's all said and done, the Los Angeles Dodgers will win the World Series in six games against the Rays. So that's my prediction. I know I've been really off with my predictions lately. I've been off with a lot of things lately, but that's who I think will win. I think the Dodgers win the World Series ultimately in six games. So that will do it for today's show. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2-0-1-4. There you will find the link to my YouTube page posted a movie review for the film The Trial of the Chicago 7, which is, in my opinion, the best film of 2020 so far. Go to my page, subscribe to that channel, like those videos, comment on those videos. It would be much appreciated. You can follow the show on Twitter at Tigers. While you're at it, go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, leave a five-star, five-star review of this show. It would be much appreciated. I love you guys very much for doing that. I will see you back here tomorrow recapping game one of the 2020 World Series. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great rest of your day and go Tigers.